0: Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack BBQ on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friend, Corey, at the Rib Shack BBQ in downtown Largo, West Bay Drive,
1: about going to Vegas without me? That is totally cool. What are you talking about? Well, you know Phil and Stu—they're your buddies, and it's your bachelor party, and those two love you. Boys and their bachelor parties—it's gross.
2: It is gross.
1: I just wish your friends were as mature as you.
2: They are <laughs> mature, actually. You just have to get to know them better.
1: Aging doctor douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <he's so> <laughs> This is Vegas. To a night we'll never forget. Uh, What happened last night?
2: Am I missing a tooth?
1: (laughs) Oh.
0: Whose baby is that?
1: Check it's collar or something.
2: I looked everywhere. Nobody's seen Doug. I don't think
1: I've ever been this hungover. What's on your arm? You were in the hospital last night. (laughs) (laughs) The only important thing now is that we find Doug. (laughs) Where's your car, officer? Oh,
2: God. I think it was just you guys and one other guy. Was he okay? He was fine. Just whacked
1: out of his mind. (laughs) We were messed up. Is there anything you can tell us about what may have happened last night? Congratulations, Stu. You got married. He is wearing my grandmother's Holocaust ring. I didn't know they give out rings at the Holocaust.
0: <laughs> oh, please,
2: please, please. These gentlemen volunteered to demonstrate how a stun gun is used to subdue a suspect.
0: Wait, I said, what?
2: Stun
1: oh, no! in the face! In the face!
2: No! <laughs> I'm sure, you're qualified to be taking care of that baby.
1: Oh my God! in five hours. Yeah, that's not going to happen. What is going on? Mike Tyson? This is my favorite part coming up right now. Oh! He still got it. <laughs> and now... Hey, Rocky,
2: what, what, watch what, me pull, what, pull a what, rabbit what, out of my what? hat up my sleeve. Crystal! No doubt about it. I gotta get another hat.
1: Now here's something we hope you'll really like.
2: Yo, what's up? It's Chris Jacobs coming to you from Scottsdale, Arizona, the Barrett-Jackson Collector Car Auction. You're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And buy something!
0: Welcome to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert, running computers in Google, Tantalk1340.com, and you can see me, moi, yours truly, live here in the studios in downtown Clearwater. Don't forget to check out our website, call com, where you can find out all about us, and if you miss any of our 500, and I'm not, I lost count, uh, 570-some-odd shows, you can go to NostalgicRadioAndCars.com, and you can listen to those fabulous shows about the most fascinating and legendary names in motorsports and music. Anyway, how you doing there, Tommy? Well, I'm doing very well. Have you
2: figured out your Facebook where everyone can now watch
0: you? Yes, we are live. I finally figured it out. Of course, it helps when you know the password, um, which we won't mention, on the air for our friends over there. I wasn't going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our friends over there in... in, uh, Simi Valley there or Mountain View or wherever, you know, that company is hiding. Anyway, speaking of uh, Silicon Valley um, and Silicon, we'll talk about cars tonight. I just want to let everyone know that I'm back from uh, a, a three-day, spectacular three-day event uh, during the Monterey Collector Car Week. If you tune into our show every year and every week, you know that I, well, it's one of my favorite events to go to. And we've had a number of guests. We did a couple pre shows the last couple of shows with guests from uh, countless events that are taking place over there. And we had a spectacular time. In fact, I have some radio giveaway swag for Mr. Radio Rob right here in my hand. Yes, sir. Radio Rob, you get some swag. I know you're begging for it all the time, but he's our number one listener. So. I brought a little trinket back for him. Anyway, and we'll send it over by Pony Express. Right, Tommy? <laughs> anyway, since we're into Mustangs, ponies, you know, Pony Express, you get that deal. You know, Express, you know, like whatever. At any rate, um, yeah, we had a spectacular time. But before I get into my fun that I had in, uh, in sunny California, uh, my former home state, I will tell you about flying. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, about flying, okay? Now, you know me, I'm not, I'm not, I'm an anti vaxxer. I don't buy into it. It's all caca. I don't buy into the COVID thing at all. I just think it's some scary little thing that they're trying to, you know, manipulate people. There might be some sort of weird strain out there. Of course, they've tried this for a while. They they, did the, what, the Ebola thing, the swine flu, and all this other crap. And, uh, yeah, you know, and, of course, everybody that I know that's supposedly gotten it has felt pretty crappy, survived it, had a few little issues, but they always had underlying problems. So where I'm going with this, basically, is you need to fortify your body, make sure you're strong, make sure you are, um, you know, uh, as resilient as possible, you know, and, uh, you know, build your your immune system up. And, you know, that's just the way it is. And everybody's body is different. So you're going to have a different effect. Now, why I'm bringing this up is because when I went to the airport, okay, there's some people wear masks, some people not. The majority of people were, obviously, and I don't because I'm defiant by nature, and I played the game, and uh, but I did put it on a few times, you know, and kind of did all that good, the gobbledygook crap. Went through the, uh, you know, the TSA nonsense, and they stole my brand new tube of toothpaste, that set me off. That re- that's, that's what started my trip. Then, to make matters worse, I requested a middle, an aisle seat, and they gave me a middle seat. So now you sit on an airplane for five and a half hours flying California on a miserable plane. And this was United, and I've always flown United, because it's the friendly skies, right? Um, since I was a little kid, I've been flying United. Every time I flew out of San Francisco, we flew United. And now their seats go back maybe about... 5 degrees, 10 degrees. I mean, it was bad as Spirit and Frontier and all them other cut-rate, JetBlue-style kind of airlines. And I'm on a rant, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, sir. You tuned into Raging Robert, the ranting individual. Anyway, but I'm just giving you the the scope. So nobody popped me with a little red light. Nobody said uh, I couldn't drink out of a water fountain, but they said I had to wear a mask. All right, so I'm on the airplane. I'm sitting on the airplane, right? And, you know, they say, hey, look, you know, if you guys are going to eat something, drink something, pull your mask down, you can eat and drink while you're doing your thing. Okay, well, I don't wear a typical mask. I have that little gun robber-looking kind of thing, you know, like from the Wild West days. And um, and none of it works, but I mean, you know, for what it's worth, you know, just to appease everybody. And uh, so this guy that's lighting the loafers, he calls himself a stewardess, um, is running up and down the aisles. I'm politically incorrect, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, so this guy kept coming up to me and saying, hey, look, you need to have that thing over your nose. And I said, I'm having trouble enough breathing on an airplane, much less breathing through this thing. But I appeased him, you know, after about the sixth time. And so that was all fine in the end. Of course, naturally, as I got off the airplane, I pulled that thing down and was like swinging into my finger there, kind of like as I was walking off the airplane. And I certainly wasn't going, bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. I just want to say two 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 alphabetic letters, alphabetical letters, and they're somewhere in the beginning of the alphabet and the other one's at the end of the alphabet at any rate that we got to monterey spectacular time at the quail that was the first event we went to and uh i will you know hats off to gordon mccall and uh all those guys it's just amazing 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 event and uh we had a great time there and i had the honors of meeting a number of really fascinating people there chip Hoos was there hung out with chip for a few minutes But I got to meet uh, Jim Farley, the president and CEO of Ford Motor Company. That was pretty cool. So we invited him to come on the radio show. and He was a pretty good guy. Now, I did not know that he was in the racing and worked at uh, uh, a really high-end restoration shop back in the day. And uh, pretty cool. Uh, The following day, we were at the uh, Laguna Seca WeatherTech. uh, What is it called? WeatherTech Raceway, Laguna Seca. Um, Laguna Seca for all you old schoolers like me. And he was there, he saw him buzzing around in an AC Cobra uh, hardtop, an FIA car, and then later he was in Trans Am. I think he won his class at Trans Am in the the first heat coming out. He did very well. My friend Drew Alcazar from Russo and Steel, he was out there racing his Mustang, had a flat tire, had to come in with his Boss 9, or Boss 302, ran back out there. I I posted a video on our Facebook page, because now that I'm out of Facebook jail, you can see me here. Hi, guys. And uh, so that was pretty cool and uh then let's see what else we do quail okay then we went to russo's auction obviously we went and hung out with drew and those guys that was just a spectacular and i didn't get to go to every event because i had i only had three days well so i missed the works reunion and countless other little things but the, i went to the key ones so the quail was amazing and i highly recommend anybody to go to the quail because it's just a spectacular event the cars were cool some really interesting people there in fact there was one car in particular that caught my attention That was a um, around the world, kind of traveled, kind of car. You know, um, it was a modified Jaguar XKE, and the ladies the guy's name is Boris Gruzman. Krusman, uh, super interesting guy. He's from Georgia. Now, dot Georgia is in the United States. Here, just north of Florida. He's from Georgia, just south of Russia and uh, super guy uh, very successful guy but very much into cars but he's got legendary stories so i'm really looking forward to having him on the show because he can tell us about some of these world travels and he's done this rally not once but a couple of times and he's working on another car right now so real interesting guy and uh, Gordon and I talked for a few minutes out there hanging out with him. There was a number of other people there, some amazing cars, uh, whether it's Porsche, Jaguars, Ferraris, Lamborghinis, all kinds of stuff. You know, Pagani had a display there, a lot of Paganis. Lamborghini Countach was one of the featured cars there. It's just really, really nice event. The next day, we hightailed it over to Concorso Italiano. Said hi to my good friend uh, to- Tom McDowell. He was on a show last week. He's the uh, uh, chairperson for chairman for the Concorso Italiano. Super super nice guy. Great event. Talked to Valboni. Van- I can't remember his first name again, but I'll, it's, it escapes me. You know, dementia starts hitting me. Comes in and out. You know, but anyway, I, I kind of remember. But it, the, uh, Valentino Balboni. That's it. And he was one of the original test drivers or second test driver after. Um, I know Alan's going to correct me if I don't remember this. But uh, there was another guy that was... Uh, Wallace was the guy's name. He was the original test driver for Lamborghini, and then Balboni was the second one, and then there was a third one. But he was instrumental in the development of the uh, Mura and uh, the Countach, which everybody knows. And so just a great deal, great venue. Again, you know, it's running guys like Barry McGuire. Actually, interestingly enough, I met another guy that was involved in Ford Trans Am Racing. His name's Don Coleman. And he was a big... Uh, Ford guy back in the day with the uh, 68, 69, 70 Trans Am program, and so I met him, talked to him for a little bit, and we invited him to come on the show, so we'll, he'll he'll be coming on and we'll be telling stories as well. So we're looking forward to that. So it was really, really spectacular. Of course, like I said, in that afternoon we went to the races, I got some pretty good pictures, some videos, some audios, uh, talked to Patrick Long for a while, I invited him to come on the show. Uh, Mike Joy was there. I saw Mike. You know, he's been on our show before. He was racing a Trans Am uh, Mustang, notchback, 65, 66. Patrick was actually driving a Camaro, Um, one of Penske's old Camaros, I think. He was out on the track doing very well. Of course, he's a factory team driver for Porsche. Um, Sunday, the Concourse d'Elegance. Oh, yes. So I will get into that in a minute. Tommy, why don't you fire up the turntable, and let's play... Some music. Now, the reason I played that uh, clip from uh, Hangover is because a, it's funny as hell. But secondly, it was on the flight out, I had to just sit there and try to sleep through the five and a half hours. On the way back, at least I had a little movie camera or movie thingy, so I was watching Hangover and I thought, hey, that's cool. I'm gonna play that trailer tomorrow. Anyway, we got a little music coming up. Let's see, what do we got? Down in Monterey, we got uh, Eric Burden. All right hey, you're tuned into Nostalgic Greenwood in Cars. and Carson since we just came from Monterey. How about a little tribute to the sixty eight Monterey Pop Festival? Eric Burden, War, and down in Monterey.
1: Some of them came and played Others give flowers away Yes they did Down in Monterey, Down in Monterey, Young God smile upon the crowd Their music being born Shangna's music made me cry. The hoop exploded into fire and light. Hugh Masakela's music was black as night. The great. The were grooving real loud. If yeah. you wanna find the truth in life, or pass music by. and you- know <laughs> yeah. i Come enjoy the best brews in Tampa Bay at Dunneen Brewery. Known as Florida's oldest microbrewery, they are always working to create a unique variety of craft beers for every taste. In addition, Dunneen Brewery features a full menu, including everything from their famous wings, burgers, salads, flatbreads, and more. Don't forget about their live music, including the Wednesday Night Players Jam. That's Dunneen Brewery, 937 Douglas Avenue in downtown Dunneen Visit them online at Dunneenbrewery.com
0: okay we are back and you're tuning into nostalgic cars now i gotta tell you about some of the auctions we went to russo cars did pretty good there was uh there was one car in particular i've been chasing for years and it's slowly creeping up but it's a 69 shelby gt350 road race car it was actually modified and built in my hometown san jose or san rafael um And uh, what's interesting about the car, like Drew had mentioned last week on the show or the week before, that the car had FIA homologated papers, which is really cool because FIA means you can race this car not only here in the United States, but also in Europe. That's huge. That has value. Um, It is a historic race car because it was a race car prior to 1972, so, that's significant. Now, vintage race cars could be anything. I can go out and buy a Mustang right now. I can modify the car, and I can go run an HSR. Can't run SVRA, because SVRA does have to be historical vehicles, or should be, for the most part. So, uh, and and HSR, kudos to my friends Dave Hinton and everybody at HSR, because they were the sanctioning body for the uh, Laguna Seca Rolex um, reunion. That's pretty cool. Okay? And, um Let's see. Ford had their setup there for the Trans Am, the display for their 55-year uh, or 50-year reunion of the uh, Trans Am Mustang. 55, actually, because they actually raced the first Trans Am Mustang in 1966. So this is 2021. Yeah, 55 years. Pretty cool. There were some pretty cool cars. Obviously, the Fulmer car was there, and Parnelli Jones' car was there. Uh, Warren Tope's car, which he raced back in the day, which is now owned by Drew Alcazar, so he was out there running. That's a red and white car. Peter Refson's car was out there, a 69 car and uh jim farley was driving the peter gregg car which was also a bud prepared yellow um Trans Am 70 mustang so and that was a year before ford pretty well cleaned house i think 66 67 68 and 69 went to chevrolet and then ford got 70 and I think maybe AMC got seventy-one or something like that. Also, an interesting car that was out there on the track was the uh, was a Trans Am, but it was a BF Goodrich promotional car that was racing Trans Am. And I think there's a street version of that somewhere out there too. That was kind of like a PR car. So pretty interesting stuff. If you like the thing, I like about vintage racing is it's just like vintage racing. It's like back in the day. You go out there, you can talk to everybody, hang out in the pits, and it's just really cool. You know, and the guys are pretty proud and pretty uh, easy to talk to and approachable, and it's just uh, it's like. If you're a car guy and you like vintage race cars, and particularly historic race cars, that's definitely the way to go. They actually had Indy cars, or not Indy cars, Formula One cars out there racing. I got some pictures of that as well. Pretty cool stuff. Okay, so the auctions, mind-blowing numbers. McLaren, 1995 McLaren M1, $20 million. GT40s. My friends was there. Rex Myers, his didn't hit the reserve, so he still owns it, but it's still up for sale. It's a, about a ten million dollar car, somewhere between seven and eight, nine, ten, something like that. Um, Lamborghinis, you know, bring close to two million. MURS basically, uh, when we were at RM, the guy there had a polished one. Took a seventy or 69, 70. Mura. The hood, the bonnet, and the doors are aluminum on the car, and the regular structure is, is steel. So he stripped it down to metal polished the aluminum, had the metal exposed, clear-coated it, and ran it through the auction, and it brought over $2 million. Hammered at over $2 million. Pretty amazing stuff. Uh, Gooding had one. It brought a million. Um, the car that kind of blew my mind was a 1980 Mercedes 300 SD sedan with 83 miles on it. Yes, sir, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, sports fans, race car drivers, 83 miles on the Odo. So that car has gone nowhere since nineteen eighty. And it had ding a few things like that. But the interior is immaculate. Overall, the car was pretty nice. One hundred and fifty-seven thousand dollars, one fifty-six and change, all in. That's mind blowing. The estimate was $30,000 to fifty thousand dollars. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, sports fans, race car guys, no rhyme or reason for any of this stuff. But uh, anyway, my trip back. Let me tell you about my flight back. I had an aisle seat, and now I'm sitting here, mind my own business, watching my movies. And the guy, uh, you know, one of those light the loafers kind of guys come by and told me I was eating my pretzels slowly and my drink slowly, watching the movie, enjoying it. You know, a miserable five and a half hour flight. Well, he said something about it. And I just said, yeah, right, I'm still eating. So promptly he went to the microphone and said, ladies and gentlemen, if you're on the airplane and you're eating and drinking, then what you need to do is pull your mask down between sips and bites and put your mask back up. I felt honored because he did it in my tribute to me. Because defiant me wouldn't exactly cooperate, and I thought that is so ridiculous. But anyway, neither air. You know, we're all circulating in the same air. Everybody's going to be, you go to the bathroom. It's not sterilized. Nothing. I mean, it's just the whole thing's a joke. I know my son's tech because I'm ranting, but and I'm being. You know, on from professional professional, but I'm not. I'm just telling people it's just like hey, you wing it. You're on your own, man. No matter what goes on. You know, just make sure you fortify yourself, you're strong, you're healthy, you got a good attitude, and you keep moving forwards. But have a good time. So overall, I will say that my trip to California and back, the travel, yeah, But the event, spectacular. The concourse on Sunday was absolutely amazing. Um, the spectacular cars, the winning car, which was interesting because they would, at the, uh, I was reading some, some paperwork on it. The, the most winningest car at Pebble Beach or winning marks are between Bugatti and Mercedes. And they're about dead even right now. Now, it's generally, what, what I like about Amelia Island is, Amelia Island does a pre-war first, pra- first place and a post-war first place, which I like. I think that's fair, and that kind of appeases everybody. When you just have one, you know, it's, okay, let's, you know, Let's kind of keep everybody, because there's a lot of fan, a lot of guys that are really not that, that much into pre-war cars. But you have to appreciate the cars. I got there up, I got there early on uh, Sunday morning for the dawn patrol. I was a little late for the dawn patrol, but I was still there before the cars actually hit the show field. That was an amazing experience. Just to stand there and watch these incredible cars drive in. Uh, Sandra Button and her husband um, were giving everybody their paperwork and their plaques and, and and all the paraphernalia that goes along with uh, you know displaying a car on the uh, 18th. Uh, fairway or 17th fairway, whatever the fairway is there on, on the, in front of the lodge, just incredible cars. In fact that these—I mean there was electric cars. There was mm, Porsches, for, vintage Porsches, vintage Ferraris, race cars, Duisenberg Carl uh, Delahays, Delages, Ferraris. I mean, just uh, just you know, sort of Rashidis, just amazing car. A bu- when the Bugatti Atlantic one, one came by, uh, Jim Farley happened to be standing next to me, and he was talking about those cars. That's when I found out that he actually worked for a restoration shop. Pretty amazing stuff. I mean, pretty cool that he was really in tune with those cars. So after listening to him and then seeing him on the racetrack and then just talking to him briefly at the Quail, I thought, wow, this guy's going to be real interesting. Uh, We're going to do a full-hour show with this guy because he knows a lot of stuff. I think what we need to do right now is go ahead and call and get our guests on. Let's fire up the stereo right now because I can go on and on and on. All I can tell you is Pebble Beach... Uh, 2021. The whole experience, the whole Monterey Collector Car Week, was absolutely amazing. Even though I was only there for a few days, I didn't go through a whole week, but it was just totally incredible. You got to do this. It's got to be on your bucket list, and you need to experience that event, even if you have to drive out there. Hey, you're tuned into Nostalgia Reading Cars. Here's a little uh, Frigid Pink. I know I played this a couple weeks ago, but I like this band. And because our guest is from Michigan, and uh, Fridge of Pink and House of the Rising Sun is uh, their version of it. But anyway, Fridge of Pink is from uh, Michigan. Okay, you tune in to Nostalgic Getting Cars. Don't touch that doll. We'll be right back.
1: of the world. It's just as brilliant as you are and
2: infinitely more devious.
1: We'll see about that.
2: Nice touch.
1: I was simply studying your methods, should the authorities ask me to hunt you down. Mm. And leave the case alone. Case for you. Save your bullets, once again. What was
2: that about saving bullets?
1: First point throat three crack drips in summary neutralised. you've never complained about my metals before i never complain when do i complain
2: about you practicing the violin at three in the morning your general lack of hygiene or your experiment on my
1: dog just kill the dog again i wanted to change the world but i'll set for ending yours i wish you would Get that out of my face. It's not in your face, it's in my hand. Get what's in your hand out of my face. They've been flirting like this for hours. Are we in trouble? gift of silence makes you quite invaluable as a companion. Ah. Hi,
2: this is Mike Joy. I'm Nostalgia Radio and Car.
0: We're back and you're tuned into the Central Gaming Cars, and it's time to introduce our special guest for the evening. This gentleman is the M1 Concourse VP of Signature Events and working with the new Woodward Dream Crows or Dream Show event. I'm delighted to welcome the show this evening, race car driver as well, Dave Sherman. Dave, how you doing, buddy?
2: Good, Robert. How are you? Thanks for having me on the show.
0: Well, now, I was reading your bio, and uh, it says something about you've been on practically every racetrack in the United States. Tell us about that real quick.
2: Yeah, I was uh, very fortunate enough early in my career to uh, work for an automotive um, vehicle testing and marketing agency called AMCI that was started by uh, Jim Wengers uh, over 30 years ago.
0: Mr. Pontiac. uh,
2: Mr. Pontiac himself. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So um, in in my uh, 30 years there at AMCI, you know, we did a lot of ride-and-drive programs, uh, launch tours, product introductions, press events. And if you could think of it, in throughout those 30 years, you know, we did ride-and-drives and consumer events and activations and high-performance driving programs, all for the OEMs, uh, but we also did vehicle testing. So I was very, very fortunate and lucky to really have visited every major and minor track that you can think of, and at some point have been lucky enough to turn laps uh, uh, around there uh, over those thirty years, including and, some internationally. So and I got to see a lot of uh, a lot of sleeping turns and constant radius corners, and a few that I'd even like to forget about.
0: Really? Well, let me ask you this: since you're in a testing in Pontiac and Mr. Wanger, and how about Herb Adams? Did you uh, bump into Herbs? He's been a guest on our show before.
2: Oh, sure, of course.
0: Mr. Trans Am there, you know. Uh, well, interesting, interesting, interesting. So wh- give us a little bit of background on yourself here real quick. So are you native of uh, Detroit?
2: No, no, I'm not. Uh, I actually grew up in uh, Southern California, which is where I started working for NCI, out of their uh, North County San Diego office back in the uh, late 80s and huh. I went to L.A., and then split my time between san diego la detroit a little bit of time here and there over in europe but finally i made detroit my home uh, full-time in the mid-90s and uh, i've settled here with um, my wife who's a long-time um, a family that are our uh, chrysler uh, uh, employees i think she's third or fourth generation uh mopar blood running through her veins so uh, we call detroit our home
0: okay well all right so she's mopar and you're Pretty much GM, would that be a fair assessment there?
2: Oh, I ran, I, I was very fortunate enough to, to drive uh, a little bit of everything. So uh, if it's got two wheels, three wheels, four wheels, and, and makes noise and goes fast, it's one of my favorites. All
0: right, all right, yeah, interesting. All right, so take us into uh, what's going on here, the M1 Concorde. I don't know if I, did I introduce you properly, by the way?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm vice president responsible for all of our signature events. Uh, so the easiest way to think of that is here at the M1 Concourse. And if you haven't been to it, please check out our, 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 our website, M1Concourse.com. We are the largest private um, garage community and uh, uh, racetrack here in North America. So uh, our lo- everybody says location, location, location is the secret to success. Uh, so, of course, you're familiar with Woodward Avenue. Yes, we are right on Woodward Avenue, just south of Wide Track Drive uh, in Pontiac. We were uh, uh, our main gate is going to be a cutout on Woodward Avenue, which is even hard to believe. So there are... we have a 1.5 mile long road course and 300 and or 275 garages of some of the most incredible car collections you can wrap your head around.
0: There's actually a road called Wide Track.
2: Yeah, yeah. Pontiac um, Woodward Avenue loops around uh, downtown Pontiac and uh, starts heading back south again, uh-huh. and it's called Wide Track Drive.
0: That's amazing because it used to be Pontiac, the Wide Track people. You know, I remember exactly. I, I remember that commercial back in the day. Well, hey, I used to, I had uh, I had a '73 Trans Am for a while, so that was a pretty cool piece. So i I've, I'm I've, I'm I'm kind of Pontiac.
2: Um, we actually have a class of Pontiacs uh, for the Woodward Dream Show, uh-huh. American Speed Festival, just to celebrate the brand because we're here in Pontiac.
0: You're here in yeah. Pontiac. Okay, great. Well, now tell us about the event. How does uh, how does uh, how does the event start? I walk through the gates. I pay my ignition fee or my admission fee. W- what happens next?
2: Yeah. So. Obviously, Woodward has been gearing up, and it's getting crazy out there. I had a 7.30 breakfast meeting this morning, and I pull into the parking lot, the little local diner, and there's a, no joke, a 68, 396 uh, Chevelle next to a 57 Chevy next to a Shelby. Oh, good. These guys are already sitting on Woodward Avenue watching cruises go by at 7.30 in the morning on a Monday. Uh, now, it's, a, it's, a, it's starting up.
0: So the Woodward Dream Cruise itself is this coming weekend, correct?
2: That's correct. So here at M1,
0: okay.
1: we
2: decided to bring a little bit of organization and structure to Woodward Dream Cruise weekend. And uh, you've been to Dream Cruise, and you know what it's like. It's a little bit of organized chaos. It's
0: <laughs> part of the
2: charm of Dream Cruise. Yeah. Uh, but we thought that there was an opportunity here to take uh, the dream cruise weekend and do something special with it and put the M1 twist on it. So we have a, uh, two day event. Uh, because we have a road course Friday morning, we start out from eight to 12 with what we call lapping, uh, the uh, the circuit, the M1 circuit. So this is where we have invited 60 people. Uh, they had to submit cars. Uh, they got selected and they spend the, uh, morning cruising around our 1.5 mile long circuit so we'll have everything from you know 32 ford hot rods all the way up to uh, a ford gt and some other modern performance and supercars making laps around the track celebrating you know our love affair with automobiles here in north america
0: Um, Tell us about the big three, Ford, GM, and Chrysler. Um, Are they going to have displays? What type of events are they going to afford the uh, spectators and participants?
2: So um, this year, the the, the big three are not doing formal displays at our event, although this last weekend, uh, Motor Trend was here with Roadkill uh, Nights, brought to us by, uh, uh, sponsored by, or powered by Dodge. Okay. (laughs) Motor Trend and powered by Dodge was Roadkill Nights. And you know, that is legal grudge match street racing on Woodward Avenue. We actually work it out with the city. We close down Woodward Avenue.
0: Oh, cool. On
2: Saturday, and it's side by side grudge match street racing on an eight mile long run. Uh, and you see everything from, you know, uh, Hellcats to, you know, full on gassers and pro modifieds making eighth-mile runs. Really? Finally crowned champion. Yep. So oh. Was, uh, uh, this last weekend, we had about 15,000 people on site on Saturday uh, doing that. So now you get into our event, and you, so somebody buys a ticket, and they can do a couple of things. They can register a car to be in our car show, our Woodward Dream Show. And right now we have 265 pre-registered cars over 10 different classes. Uh, In addition to that, if you're just coming with a great car or anything that you'd be proud to cruise up and down Woodward, we opened up the circuit itself, just like a Cars and Coffee where we park around the racetrack, except we're doing it all day long on Friday afternoon into the evening and then all day Saturday. Even if you're not in the car show, we're opening up our doors to the public. You buy a ticket, you have your car. You can cruise in and out. So if you want to park for a little bit, hang out, go take a lap up and down Woodward Avenue from Pontiac down to Ferndale and back up, pull back in, and we'll have a parking space for you. Um, The other thing, though, that's super cool about our ticket is it includes your food and beverage. So it's two big meals for the day. It is um, uh, unlimited water and soda, and even four alcoholic drinks, Uh, you know, beer, wine, spirits, that kind of thing. Because it's a celebration, right, of of Woodward. So we're doing that on both days. In addition to all of that, we have bleacher seating on our property, but 3,000 seats where people can sit on elevated stick-built bleachers and look down on Woodward Avenue and watch the cars cruise on by in front of our property.
0: Oh, that is fascinating. Excellent, excellent. Well, now, let me ask you this. So this is This is the inaugural event, correct? Correct. So then this looks like this is going to go on next year and the year after year after. So how do you, do you, how do you plan on making it better and better and better? What other kind of little uh, goodies do you have in store for some of the people down the road? Have you thought about that already, or is it too early uh, to talk about have.
2: that? No, no, we've absolutely been thinking about it. So every year we're going to give out what we call a Master of the Cruise Award. Mm-hmm. And um, this award, this first year, uh, we're giving it to Bob Larrabee, uh, the gentleman who really you know, took Autorama to the next level and, and turned it into the massive show that it is. Bob uh, just also came out with a new book. Uh, Bob will be here. Uh, he's going to be uh, signing his books. Uh, the Red Baron uh, will be here, which was obviously. One of Chuck Miller's cars that he built that was for Autorama,
0: mm-hmm. a
2: very famous uh, car uh, there.
0: With the and helmet that, and everything like that on it, the Red Baron? Yep, exactly. Yep, yeah, I built the model. I built the model. <laughs> NPC. Yeah, we all did, right? Yeah. <laughs>
2: yep, yeah, I don't know about you, mine wrecked. <laughs> Still in one piece. Um, but the thing that we've tried to do within this is uh, make this something that is going to continue on. So we're actually talking about what to do in... 2022, 2023, 2024, who deserve some honors for their uh, celebration of their love of the automobile or cruising or hot rodding. And uh, obviously our focus for the show is hot rods, customs, muscle cars, and cruisers. But, you know, if you think about what Woodward Avenue is and, and cars and coffee and cruising today, that spans over, you know, decades of Americans loving cars. We all know it started with, you know, guys coming back from the war and looking for something to do, you know, in the 40s. But it it, it hasn't stopped. Uh, The momentum is still there. So one of the things that we are doing to make this interesting uh, for everybody that attends the Woodward Dream Show is we're launching what we're calling the Insider's Garage. And it's a panel discussion that'll happen on Friday, Afternoon from five to six, and this panel discussion—we call it the Insiders Garage because panel discussion sounds painfully boring. Uh, so, on this panel discussion will be the Ring Brothers, mm. uh, Ken lingenfelter Wayne Carini, Bob Larravee, um and and a few other uh, special guests that are going to be joining us. But in, in this panel discussion, very specifically, we're talking about what the future of customization and hot rodding is going to look like and where it's going. So, yeah, it's important to celebrate the past, but it's also important to recognize what's happening now in, in the present as well as what's going to be going on in the future.
0: How about and the... You
2: uh... have that past, present, and future theme uh, going on throughout our entire show.
0: That's great. That's great. That's that's almost like an educational thing too, as well. How about the Alexander brothers? weren't they big in customizing in Detroit?
2: Oh God! When you start thinking about Detroit customization and hot rodders, I mean, the the list goes on and on and on. I mean, we were talking about Jim Wangers there and mm-hmm. what he and Ace Wilson did in DeLorean out of uh, Royal Pontiac and building up the Bobcats. Uh-huh. Uh You know, speaking of great, you know, street racers. Harold Sullivan will be here with the Silver Bullet. Uh, oh. I mean, there's just cars after cars and make after make coming to this.
0: So now this. Uh, let me get this. Make sure I say this right. So we are talking basically American iron. It's really not foreign cars so much. It's pretty much American hot rods, muscle cars, collector cars, classics, and stuff like that. Is that the predominant car, right? It's, I mean, that's yeah, kind of
2: predominant car is absolutely a celebration of Americana, but We definitely have a class for um, imports. Okay. uh, Because there are some great tuners out there and some great European cars that also had a strong presence and helped shape Woodward Avenue. You know, I I remember looking through, for example, a lot of pictures that Jim had of, uh, you know, cruising and hot rodding and and late night drag racing on Woodward. Mm -hmm. And here and there you look and you see an E type Jag. And you see some BMWs here and there and some Heelys. So those cars still help shape Woodward Avenue. And we've got some incredible cars. There's, uh, uh, you know, a few Lamborghinis that are coming. There's some Ferraris. There's some Jags coming, some BMWs. We've got some stuff coming out of um, uh, Japan as well, some really rare uh, Supras and and, uh, Nissans and Datsuns. So this isn't exclusive to just, uh, American cruising. It's its a celebration of all cruisers.
0: So, let me ask you this. How about you yourself? Do you have any collectible cars in your uh, stable? Not
2: currently. Uh, the last one that I had, my wife and I had a, uh, a 71 uh, Dodge Challenger RT Big Block car that was a top banana yellow 440 car. Uh, that was the last one that we had, and we're trying to figure out what's the next one to add into the stable. Although, I will say uh, she is driving uh, a a very interesting vehicle that kind of cracks me up. She's got one of the new RT Durangos uh, with the Hemi in it and this uh, performance package. Yeah, And this is the loudest SUV you've ever heard (laughs) under full exhaust coming from an OEM.
0: When you were um, doing all the testing with that company you were with, so basically you did it with with basically the big three manufacturers, right, Ford, GM, and Chrysler, or were you strictly, uh, strictly General Motors?
2: Oh, no. We tested anything and everything for all, all makes and models. Uh, we we did a lot of stuff that was focused on um, proving claims and substantiating them, mm-hmm. so that if a manufacturer said, hey, our car can go from zero to 60 in so many seconds, um, we made sure what they were saying was true and accurate. And actually, now what we've been finding is that uh, some of the new manufacturers and existing, like uh, Ford is a regular renter of our facility, they will come out and test in tune um, using M1's facility uh, for their own kind of uh, off-site proving grounds, if you will, when they can't get their own track time. Interesting. Uh, if, you may have seen the new... Um, uh, for example, the new Ford Mustang uh, Boss that's uh, getting ready to launch. Right. You open up the catalog, all, all that uh, photography was done right here at M1.
0: Excellent. Amazing. Let me ask you this. So how long have you been doing this? Have you, when, when did you start doing this, the testing, work for the testing company?
2: Me personally? Yes. Oh, gosh, I was uh, 19 years old. I was just out of high school, starting college.
0: So was this in the 70s? No, uh, no, I'm not that old. Oh, Okay, well, no, all right? Okay. Well, the reason I say that is because there used to be a TV show back on, and we got a few minutes left. But there was a TV show on back in the day, and was with Bud Linderman. Uh, I don't know if that name rings a bell. And he used to do. They used to do a test on a car, but he used to cover NASCAR and some of that other stuff. But I always thought his show was interesting because they were talking about. How they test the cars, well, then, and this may be uh, another complete show, but I, if you can put it together in like a minute or two, the uh, you know when 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 they were testing cars and they're saying this car will run zero to sixty and such and such, this car will run the quarter mile and such and such. The thing that always irritated me, and I'm a Ford guy by the way, is yeah. when I'd look to see how the car was specked out, how it was geared, and then so they're 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 testing a car, a Ford with three twenty three gears against a Chevrolet that's got three seventy three gears, and then they say that the Chevrolet smoked the Ford. You know, they. I always uh,
2: actually how Jim started AMCI was to make it a uh, a level playing field uh-huh. for all the OEMs. Okay, so that uh, he specifically built that agency around making sure that what those what the client was saying was actually true and accurate, so that they wouldn't get in trouble with the Federal Trade Commission and the legal community uh, about kind of creating a bogus claim.
0: Okay. Did he ever disclose the back in the 70s the horsepower, uh, I don't want to say inaccuracies. So let's just say, well, this car was rated at 375 horsepower. But in reality, it was 425 horsepower. But for insurance purposes and for the purposes of uh, publication and, you know, so it looks good. Uh, this is what I we wrote.
2: Tell you the truth, but I had to sign an NDA, and uh,
0: <laughs> you can't disclose it. Okay, no, 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 no. I know, I know. That's kind of like the guys at General Motors that used to walk around in the dark suits and in the long jackets, and whenever Penske needed some unusual parts, somehow they magically appeared. And uh, yeah, no,
2: yeah, that uh, that actually still happens. Yeah. That's another. Um, speaking of you know GM and performance parts, you know we have our. American Speed Festival, you know, uh-huh. coming up in uh, September and October. And uh, we're celebrating, you know, the Can-Am Series. Oh, great. And Jim Hall's yes. cars. Yes. So Jim is coming to M1 with four of his chaparrels out of the Petroleum Museum. Uh-huh. And so Jim will be here. We're giving him a Master of the Motorsports Award. Um, and not only is Jim coming with four of the cars, but his son and grandson will be running two of the four Chaparral in a driving demonstration on track. And then because we're celebrating the Can-Am series, we secured a additional either eight or ten other Can-Am cars that will be here. So we'll have uh, the Shadow One. We'll have oh. a McLaren MAB. Uh, we've even secured a McKee Old, you know, the titanium Can-Am car. Yes. Um, there's a gentleman and his son that painstakingly rebuilt, like, nut-by-nut, bolt-by-bolt, out of titanium, an exact replica of the titanium car.
1: The original
2: car is long gone. So that will be here. Uh, and that's just the Can-Am class. Uh, we've got an IndyCar class uh, that will have front-engine and rear-engine IndyCars. Uh, uh, Bobby Ray Hall's bringing up his uh, Gurney Eagle. He's going to run it. We've got an endurance car uh, in Le Mans class. We were able to secure this one. I can't wait to see on the track. But a Maserati Tipo birdcage Ooh. that's coming in from an, a collector, and he's going to run it on the track. And here's the thing that's kind of unique, Robert, about M1, and we'll be covering a lot of this footage you know, for both shows, is that because we're not necessarily a proper racetrack, like in Laguna Seca, or a um, Sebring or Daytona, you know, the cars that are on track, they're kind of running like a a time trials, right? We're spacing them out every 15 seconds or so. And there's passing allowed down the back straightaway only, but it's not side-by-side road racing. So what we're finding is these car owners and collectors that have such incredible machines that are afraid to take them out and run them, Now we're giving them an opportunity to, like, show their pride and joy in motion, and they're not running the risk of damaging it in a vintage road race.
0: Super. All right, we are out of time, Dave, but here's what I want you to do real quick. Give us the information, so if anybody wants to go up there and follow up on this thing this weekend, how do they go about doing it real quick?
2: Tickets are available at woodwarddreamshow.com.
0: And... That is an amazing event. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, I'll get a chance to see you there and meet you there. Dave, thank you very much for hanging out with us here in Nostalgic Winning Cars. Definitely want to have you back on the show. I want to talk more about some of this uh, testing and all the other little goodies that uh, you were involved with back in the day. All right?
2: I'd love to be on the show anytime you can find room for us. Uh, you're, we, we follow your show. We're big fans to you here at M1 Concourse, and, and thanks for uh, you know continuing to fight the good
0: fight you got it alright thank you Dave have a good one hey I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in to Nostalgia Great Cars and my friend my new friend Dave Sherman from uh, the M1 Concourse in Detroit this weekend Dreamwood Wood Show no Dream Woodward Dream Show that's it right anyway hey don't forget to check out uh, Nostalgia Great Cars follow us every week stay safe drive carefully and love your family
2: W-T-A-N, Clearwater. F-M, 106.1. W-D-C-F, Dade
1: City. F-M, 102.3.
0: W-Z-H-R, Zephyr Hills. F-M, (laughs) 104.3. Listen.